When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Emergency Clipcast happening right now. Do we even have time for the theme song? I'm going to give you a very small sample of the theme song just because it's what you're used to, and then we're getting right into the Emergency Clipcast. All right, enough of that. That's the sound of the horn. Here's what we know. I'm Chris Kawild and Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and my personal least favorite clipper, Keon Johnson, have been dealt to the Portland Trailblazers, whose GM is our old GM. What's his nuts? We get, and this is important, Norman Powell just scored 30 at Staples Center the other night, two nights ago, versus the L Word. Norman Powell, who just scored 30 points at Staples Center, went to UCLA. Local guy coming home to the Clippers. Scored 30 the other night? Norman Powell and Sir Robert Covington. So we give up Keon Johnson, who I thought was always garbage, to be quite honest. I never liked him, and I personally didn't like him because of his stupid Twitter page, and I just thought he was a child about that, and and I admitted I was wrong, but I don't even want to talk about that because he's no longer a Clipper. Who cares? Happy trails to the trailblazer, Keon Johnson. But Justice Winslow is a point forward, and we traded a very defensively able-bodied Robert Covington forward for forward. Keon Johnson's a wash. He's a jerk. And then Norman Powell at the guard is definitely an upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Some are calling this the fleece of the century. (laughs) Here are the contracts if you care about that sort of thing. For the good guys, we get Norman Powell, who's getting a lot of money, 15.5 million, 16.8 million, 18 million, 19.2 million, 20.5 million. That's a five-year deal. That's a lot of money. We also got a very rich owner, P.S., Robert Covington, $13 million and some sort of whatever UFA means with bird rights. This is the part of the game that just honestly bores the crap out of me. And then Bledsoe was at an 18.1 mil, 19.4, 3.9 guaranteed. Winslow, 3.9, 4.1, and Keon Johnson, who cares? So this is definitely a money dump for Portland. And we just upgraded big time Norman Powell what do we know about Norman Powell here's what we know about Eric Bledsoe he's gone and he was our backup point guard because quite honestly he didn't have what it took to be starting point guard let's be honest when he was on the floor with Reggie Jackson he would be the active point guard because he kind of needed to be he needed to have the ball in his hands when he was on the floor anyway he's not our problem anymore we're here to talk about Norman Powell Sir Robert Covington, new guys. My theory about this trade, and I think we might be done, but I could be wrong. I think Zubats's injury is scaring them, so I think we're sitting tight with Serge Ibaka as the starter and Isaiah Hottenstein coming off the bench. So I think Zubats's injury is a little hinky, and so I don't think Serge Ibaka, who I was so confident was going to be Part of a trade, I guess we're probably going to sit pretty with him. 
We know he had a big night last night as L.A. torched opponent. Oh, in the Battle L.A. Chapter 2. I want to talk all about that. It was a great game last night. Sorry, Burbank Hank, or excuse me, Zubank Hank is not here, but Zubank Hank, Zubank Hank nursing that injury right now. We don't know about it. The Zubats, indi- the, the Zubats injury really is a question mark because he's our horse. He's our Iron Man. He never misses games, yet he's missing games. It has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with a banged-up knee or something or a shin or something in his leg. So the tight lip clips, we don't know that much about it. And I just think there's a little head scratching going on there. They love Zubats, and he is our starting center, absolutely. But man, Serge Ibaka played great for us. He's a veteran. You don't deal that guy unless you can get an able-bodied starting center. And who are you going to get for him? You're not. So I think the Zubats injury is a little more serious and Serge Ibaka is here to stay. But we're here to talk about last night's epic win in front of Her Majesty Nikki Nikki Minaj, (laughs) the Queen. And the Clippers Spirit Girls gave her a Clippers jersey that said Queen. And just go to the Clippers and the Clippers Spirit Instagram and just see all the loveliness that's happening there. You love to see the Clippers Spirit surrounding Nikki Minaj. You just love to see it. Great win last night. We're 2-0 versus the Jerks. We're sitting at 500, which is exactly where we need to be seven games outside of All-Star break. The trade deadline is literally hours away at this point. I don't think we see another trade, but maybe we do, and if we do, we get another emergency clip cast. But right now, let's tell you everything we know about Norman, quote, fell, don't call me Mr. Roper, Powell, and Sir Robert Covington, your new Los Angeles Clippers. Ah, oh, come on, Norman Powell's a GD world champion with his old running mates, Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Norman Powell is a two guard. He is a world champion with the Toronto Raptors. His old pals, Kawhi Leonard, what it do, baby, and Serge Ibaka reunited on the biggest of stages here in Los Angeles, the world capital of basketball. Norman Powell is back with his buddies. You got to love it. He's from San Diego. Oh, you know Kawhi Leonard loves San Diego. He's got a whole compound down in San Diego. He's probably there right now recording albums with his friends. Norman Powell. What do we know about him? Well, he went to UCLA for four years. He was a round two pick, 46th overall in 2015, selected by the Milwaukee Bucks. But he spent the lion's share of his career in Toronto. Oh, that just makes all the sense. Oh, we are forming a special unit of guys right now for when Kawhi Leonard returns, which people are saying is happening in March. And we will march into the playoffs in April, and we will be the most feared, possibly sixth or seventh or eighth seed easily. Probably not going to get the five. Five is pretty much out of reach. Norman Powell went to UCLA. Norman Powell is a Southern California guy. Norman Powell is a two guard. So what does that say? Okay, so that means... He's getting in that starting lineup. Reggie Jackson, 
Norman Powell, there's your one-two punch at the backcourt. Reggie Jackson, as we very well know, is a very capable point guard. Give him the ball, and he can slash and win the game and make mincemeat out of Austin Reeves and Russell Westbrook and shoot over Anthony Data Davis. (laughs) Shout out at You Eat Crayons, Mario, with Anthony Data Davis, which is one of the great one of the great jibes, one of the great cuts. <laughs> so rude, I love it. Reggie Jackson is our starting point guard, which is why we sent Pat Beverly packing. I know that's going back, but that's why we did. We we are saying, here's our starting point guard, Reggie Jackson. Here's our starting two guard, Norman Powell. Yes. And until Paul George and Kawhi Leonard return, it's going to be. Starting lineup, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Mook Morris. Hit that big corner three. Mook Morris. I thought Trevor Reza was good at defense and not just good at having weird dookie locks. Mook Morris won us the game with that big three. Reggie Jackson won us the game with that literal game winner. Mook Morris, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Nicholas Batum and Serge Ibaka will be your starting five, and I can't wait. Will Sir Robert Covington get the start? I don't think so. I think he's coming off the bench. Let's talk about Sir Robert Covington. In 2018, he was named to the NBA All-Defensive First Team. So put your one finger in the air for First Team All-NBA Defense. And say what you will about the defensive efforts of one Justice Winslow. He was never first team NBA All-Defense four years ago. Just wasn't. Not at all. And that was really three years ago and change. Robert Covington is a elite defender. And he's ours. What a steal. What's his name did us right? I can't remember the name of the guy. He was our GM. He left. I don't remember what his name was. Everyone liked him. He had this blazer that he would wear. And ironically, he's now a blazer. Didn't he, Maybe he got kicked out for some Me Too crap. Anyway, I don't think so. Regardless, our old GM used to wear this sports coat, this blazer. And then inside the lining of the blazer was a Clippers jersey. It was real sharp. I don't remember this guy's name. i got to look it up. Neil O'Shea. I didn't even look at Neil O'Shea. I went to look it up, and it came to me. Neil O'Shea. Is he still there? Because, man, did he do us right. Neil O'Shea, president of basketball operations in Portland, over there in crunchy-ass Portland. I'm auditioning for a movie that shoots in Oregon, and and a lot of me hopes I don't get it, honestly, because it's pretty gross up there. (laughs) I know the goondocks are up there, and goonies never say die. And the Clippers... Never say die. Clutch Clippers pulled off a wonderful, wonderful win that I want to talk about after we get more into Robert Covington. Thank you, Neil O'Shea. You were our GM. You go over to Portland, and you gave us a sweet, sweet deal because Norman Powell is an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe, and Robert Covington is an upgrade over Justice Winslow. And Keon Johnson never did anything. He's a rookie and. Our great rookie upstart, as we all know, is Brandon Boston Jr. And we love Brandon Boston Jr. We got our young guys, Luke Kennard. We got our young guys, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey. Those are our young guys. 
We've got our vets, Mook Morris, but we're here to talk about our new vet, Robert Covington. Covington made a big splash in the G League in 2014, where he was a G League All-Star. He was the G League All-Star MVP. He was G League first team. He was G League Rookie of the Year. How great for a guy like Robert Covington to go to the G League and make such a big name for himself, be the G League Rookie of the Year, be the G League All-Star MVP, and then literally four years later be on the NBA All-Defensive first team. I mean, come on. I mean, well, 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 well. Robert Covington that year was first team all defense with Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, Anthony Data Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Robert Covington gets it over Jimmy Butler that year. Jimmy Butler was second team. Gets it over DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. That guy was second team. So Robert Covington can clearly play the backcourt. Yes, he can, and he will for your Los Angeles Clippers. He's a small forward. He's a three. And obviously, look, Justice Winslow was brought in to replace Kawhi Leonard, and we all know Kawhi Leonard is the greatest three in the game. And then there's Paul George, who, when Kawhi Leonard is on the court, is our two. So Sir Robert Covington can very easily start but will likely come off the bench when Mook gets tired, right? I, I you know, I, you got it. I mean, who's going to be our starting five? You got to leave coffee in there, right? Unless coffee is for closers, as Brian Seaman says. Who is going to be our starting five now that we've got Norman Powell and Robert Covington? We're going to find out Sunday afternoon versus the Bucks. Will the guys clear their physicals and get to town quick enough to enter that game? I hope so. I want to see him in action. And I also want to address a problem that I've seen in the last two games. Last night is the perfect example of it, although it didn't bite us in our butts. The starting five last night, even though Coffee and Batum only combined for like seven points or something, they combined for single digits. But didn't matter. Because Reggie Jackson, Mook Morris, and Serge Ibaka combined for plus 70. So Coffee and Batum combining for seven didn't matter because our other starters combined for plus 70. And every single starter in the plus or minus was in a plus. My problem is that every single bench player for us last night was in the minus. Now, our bench has been great and won us a lot of games on that eight-game road trip. And our... Part of the reason that we had that amazing comeback, part of the reason for most of our comebacks, let's be honest, one could argue most of the reason for most of our comebacks. But in the past two games, the bench has to start the fourth quarter, let the opposition go on these massive runs, and either get right back in the game, make it a game, or take a massive lead. And Ty Lue has been dragging his heels the past two games on putting the starters back. We would see, look, 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 look. I'm here to tell you Ty Lue is a better coach than Doc Rivers. I'm here to tell it to you every day in every way. Doc Rivers, set your watch to the starters are coming back in around eight minutes left in the game. So I got used to that for the seven seasons that Doc could literally do nothing for us in the grand scheme of things. I got used to it. Ty Lue doesn't play like that. 
And so when there's eight minutes left in the game and I'm really sick of seeing the bench basically losing this game for us, which is what I saw the past two games at Elward. No, no, no. We were at home versus Elward, but at Indiana in the what's it called Conseco Fieldhouse, Gainsbridge. Anyway, I saw the bench let opponent take these massive, massive runs. It cost us the game in Indiana. And it almost cost us last night. But the starters came in and Reggie Jackson lit it up. He lit it up. Reggie Jackson was absolutely fantastic last night. Holy cow. And Mook Morris, above and beyond. I still say Mook Morris with with Kawhi and Paul George sitting as our best player and he's untouchable. I say he's untouchable and I think I was right because they didn't touch him. I thought Serge Ibaka was being dealt, but I think... This tells me Zubats's injury is a little more fresh and a little more pressing. And so Serge Ibaka's our starting center. And we have a very able-bodied Isaiah Hartenstein coming to back him up. I love Isaiah Hartenstein. And again, I love our bench. I just, it's a bit of a red flag in the fourth quarter that they let the opponent go on these runs two nights in a row. So let's see what they do Sunday evening at 6 p.m. when we face off against the champs. I mean, if we win that game, and by if I mean when, we are going to finally be over 500. We got seven games before the All-Star break. Can we get it over 500? Can we keep just being this grit and grind team that never says die, never quits? I said it on the last episode, and I shocked myself. I don't know, I'd be okay with uh, I'd be okay with one under 500 at All-Star break. I can't believe I'm saying that. But if you keep it right around 500 and certainly at 500 or over 500, then when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George return, as Nicholas Batum said in March or after the All-Star break, then we go on a run and can easily attain the sixth seed from the falling Utah Jazz. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. That's Rudy Gobert. That's Spider-Man Mitchell. Those guys are falling stars in Utah. We hit Joe Ingles, mate. What's karma taste like, Joe Ingles? Well, you can taste it from the sidelines, my friend. Utah Jazz are stumbling, stubbing their toe. They are clashing right now, not making beautiful music in the Salt Lake City, where the L word should play because it's actually a city with a lake. Anyway. Utah Jazz are falling. They are catchable. I'm not saying everybody else is, but I'm saying Utah is falling and are catchable. They are no longer vying for that three spot. They are playing for their lives to stay in the top six. And then, of course, there's Dallas and Denver. Look, we all know it's a horse race between Golden State and Phoenix to get that one seed. doesn't matter. Third, Memphis Grizzlies. They have such a crazy bubble in between one and two. And four, they, I, I think they're just pretty much locked at three. Job ja Morant's fantastic young grizzly pups are three. And I think the best situation for the Clippers is to get that six seed, avoid the play, and have a week off and beat the young jerks. And have that once again grindhouse first round slobber knocker matchup of the Lob City era. And then we can close the door on Lob City and Ty Lue can get us a series win in four or five, please. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy, the sky is the limit, and we are the most dangerous six seed, seven seed, or eight seed in potentially NBA history. 
I know I say lofty things, but I mean, argue me on that. We saw what happened to the stupid L word when everyone stupidly thought they'd be good last year arresting Anthony Data Davis and LeBruised Johnson or whatever his name is. <laughs> whatever his name is. <laughs> and they rested him and rested him and then came in and got outclassed by the Suns because Anthony Data Davis is a bust. And then this year, I swear the Clips are doing it and doing it better. Paul George is resting. He's getting that second MRI. We're going to see how he's healing up. I think he will be healing up. I think he doesn't need surgery. Like I said, top medical guys say unless he's a big league pitcher, he doesn't need surgery. So he's coming back. Kawhi Leonard's recovery is going famously. He's going to come back and play a couple of games before the playoffs and then play every single playoff game because there are no back-to-backs in the playoffs despite the league's worst interest, and they hate us, and they always will until we win four or five, and then they'll love us like the Warriors. But I'm telling you, nobody scares me. I'm not scared of the Suns. I'm not scared of the Warriors, and I'm not scared of the Memphis Grizzlies. I'll take any of those. But I asked you, Clipper Nation, Who would you like to face most in round one? And everybody said, not the Warriors. And I think you guys, let's look, I understand Klay Thompson is back and he's playing like the old Klay Thompson, but they don't have Kevin Durant. Draymond Green is that much older. Steph Curry's had his shooting woes this season. I'm not really that scared. Andrew Wiggins is not that great. I'm not really scared. Of the Warriors like you guys are, Clipper Nation. I asked you guys, who do you want to face in round one? Okay? 15%, the least by a lot, was Dubs. San Francisco Dubs Warriors. Again, I think you're looking too much into the rear view. Too scared. You're too purvis. I shouldn't have said that when Zubank isn't here. And then it's a dead heat. Between we want to face the Suns, 42% of you said that, and the Grizzlies, 43% of you said that. I think a lot of you say Suns because you want revenge on last year, and I totally get it. I totally get it. But I think Grizzlies is the right call. They're young. They're untested. John Morant is great, but we're a fabulous defensive team. We lock him up. Like, we always lock up the premier scorer of the opposition. Like, we locked up Spider-Man. Like, we locked up boy band, what's his name for Phoenix, Booker. They just beat us because we were beat up. But we locked up Booker. We locked up Spider-Man. And we did our best with Luca, who is better than those two aforementioned players. Oh, God, the bold calls. But, yeah, I, I, I prefer the Grizzlies, but, hey, I'll take anything. I just want to get into those playoffs. I would love to avoid the play-in. I do not want a battle L.A. play-in. I really don't. I want to see the L word lose 9 versus 10. They're 9, and whoever's 10 beats them. looks like, I mean, I don't know. The Blazers are having some sort of dumpster fire yard sale happening right now. But they're dumping contracts. Who knows what's happening over there? I would love 10 to beat 9. I would love the L word to just lose in the play-in and be done and not make the playoffs to shut up that horrible, toxic fan base that we all hate. I had a very popular tweet last night after the W for the good guys. I said, cue the excuses, banner pointing, and hurt feelings. And that's all it's been in Los Angeles 
all day long and all night last night, and we revel in it because we're 30 and 7 in the last 37 versus the L word. And yeah, you've got those dusty banners. Oh, and one of them was from two years ago when the world was on fire and Moron Boy was in the White House and the streets were in turmoil. And we all had to just break down for three months and emotionally break down. And you got all that rest for Data Davis and LeBruce Johnson. I mean, the audacity of calling you-know-who LeBruised Johnson. His name is not Johnson. Anyway, yes, you guys won it in the bubble that no one wanted to be in. Yes, LeBruise Johnson won it all in a Warner Brothers soundstage for the Space Jam sequel, and yes, LeBruise Johnson won it all in a Disney soundstage in the NBA season that shouldn't have been, in hindsight. It really was irresponsible. But whatever. Had the Clippers won, I would have said it was pure basketball at its purest, (laughs) without the fans and the distractions. But literally, we saw what happened to our own beloved Paul George. He was having a mental breakdown inside there. Guys did not want to be there. It was only LeBruce Johnson and his massive ego who wanted to be in there because he saw this as rightfully so, and I'll tip my cap to him, his last shot at it. And he went out and he grabbed it and he got it, and I'll tip my cap to you, but it's a bullcrap ring, and I would have taken it. I would, of course, have taken it. I would have preferred to win last year and the year before. (laughs) But we're going to win it this year, and we're going to do it in such an improbable fashion by resting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for basically the entire season. Paul George will have played like 30 games at 82 when all is said and done, maybe 30 30 and change when he comes back and plays a handful of games. And Kawhi Leonard will have played like, what, five games, 10 games? I don't know, whatever the league requires – And they'll say it wasn't fair, and I'm going to love every second of it. So welcome to the team, Sir Robert. First team, all defense. Covington, so happy to have you. Welcome home, Norman Powell. Back to sunny Southern California. Back to your championship teammates, Serge Ibaka, and of course, the great Kawhi Leonard, who I think is the greatest player in the game. Maybe it's Giannis. Maybe it's Kevin Durant, and I say it's Kawhi Leonard. The greatest player certainly not in the game, Kawhi Leonard. And he will be back, especially to play with his old ring partner, Serge Ibaka, and the newly acquired Clipper, Norman Powell. The Blazers traded Gary Trent, what's-his-nuts, straight up for Norman Powell. And the Blazers fans were curious about this trade because they really liked Trent. And then Norman Powell came in. And really helped this team with every single win. And really performed in losses. Norman Powell played great as a trailblazer. Norman Powell will play great with this team, the Clippers. He's not going to have to do the heavy lifting that he had to do in Portland. So when he gives us 30, great. Because he just scored 30 the last time he was in Staples Center. Nay, what's it called? Crypto.com Omicron Arena. So the other night in Crypto.com Omicron Arena, the crypt, Clipto.com Arena versus the L Word, he had 30. The next night, the Clippers beat the L Word. The next day, Powell becomes a Clipper, comes home to Southern California, 
back with his championship Canadian running mates. Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell. What a great reunion. Will will, will we get Kyle Lowry just for fun? <laughs> oh, me, oh, my, sweet Joe. What a great win for the Clips. We've now won, like, what, four out of six? I think we are really potentially. I know we've got a tough, 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 tough lineup. But, man, if we can beat the champs on Sunday at 6 p.m., that's a big statement. That's a big momentum. I know we've got that horrid back-to-back Suns, Warriors, maybe not in that order. we got a baseball series in Dallas where we could at least win one. We've got that gimme game before the All-Star break versus Houston. There's somebody else in there. I'm not looking at the stats, and I won't, because tonight and today was an emergency clip cast all about our new guys. So long and good riddance to Keon Johnson, who I never liked. Eric Bledsoe, man, it was awesome having you return to the Clippers. Thank you so much. We we all had tickets to the Bled Show this season. I will miss you. Braces make beautiful faces. I'm excited for you to get those braces off and see those white pearly teeth all straight and in a line. I'm so excited about that. Cares about his dental health. You got to love that. Dental health and mental health. Is there anything more important? Fix your head, Clipper Nation. Thank you so much for your triumphant return, Eric Bledsoe, and I wish you all the best up there in Portlandia. And then, of course, Justice was served. Justice Winslow had a handful of big games. I don't think he was the impact player that we wanted. We wanted kind of a Nicholas Batum-like return to greatness for him. We didn't quite get it. We had flares. The guys loved him, a great locker room glue guy. But we've got first-team all-defense, Sir Robert Covington. First-team all-defense, Sir Robert Covington. A true three, playing the three while Kawhi Leonard heals up. And then we've got Norman Powell, lights out, two guard. Can't wait for his 30 points a night. I know he doesn't average 30 points, but when the man is capable of a 30-piece on any given night in Los Angeles, his home arena, get him on the home team, get him as many home games as you can, and pass that man the ball. He's a world champion, and And now he's your Los Angeles Angeles Clipper, Norman Powell. Sound the horn! Hey, hey, it's a lie.